welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we are talking about love at first sight. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another week of the podcast. It is officially February now, and I am literally so excited because this month we are moving into our brand new house. <laughs> I've literally been obsessing about it. I am so, so, so excited. We had bought this house before we moved out here, and it, it's a new build, so we've been able to um, kind of watch it as it's been getting finished, and they are like ahead of timeline with it, and construction should be already all wrapped up, and it should be ready to go by the end of this month. Um, I'm just so excited for this phase of life. It's interesting because I feel like it was something that I didn't realize I looked forward to so much, but after being married for a few years and living in an apartment, definitely feeling really ready for this and geeking out on Pinterest with all of my boards, trying to figure out how to decorate the whole freaking house. (laughs) And it's been really fun. So that's a little life update for you guys on me. I hope you guys are all doing really well and enjoying the new year. So one of the things that's been coming up a lot in my coaching and I just really wanted to address it here is like the concept of love at first sight. That initial spark or connection you might have with someone that means like this might be your person. Um, And I've seen it with clients where it's either being really concerned because they have this great guy in this really good relationship, but they started off as friends or maybe they didn't even really like each other or notice each other and wondering if maybe that might mean something because they didn't have that initial spark and connection they were supposed to have. And then on the other hand, having clients who had this initial connection and this spark, but then the guy is totally unavailable and it's not the relationship that they're really wanting and he isn't present at all. And that initial spark just holds them so closely to the relationship because there was that connection in that first moment. And so they're holding on to it when he's not really even there for them. And I just think that it's so interesting that we give so much weight to those first few moments of a relationship or first few weeks that that those are so critical in our mind to us. So I wanted to talk about that today and kind of explore why that is and what we should think about it and if it is crucial for our relationships. But first, it's listener shout out time. So this review is written by Spinning Thoughts. So they wrote, every time I find myself spinning in my head about my relationship or feeling bored, reminding myself this, this is the healthiest relationship I've ever been in, I listen to your podcast. It helps to ground me and remind me I'm safe and happy and healthy in a healthy relationship is what I've always wanted. 
Sure, there's going to be times where we don't agree or things that we don't have in common, but at the end of the day, our morals, views, and beliefs are in alignment, and we both want a similar future together. Meditation works pretty good, but your podcast really helps reframe my thoughts. Thank you. I, I love that perspective. I think it can be so easy to get caught up in the little moments of disagreement disagreement or the things that you don't have in common, but being able to kind of bring it up to a higher level view and recognizing like a lot of our beliefs and morals line up, like what we're wanting in life is similar and being able to recognize having compatibility where it really counts. So thank you so much for writing that review. Um, And just a quick reminder for you guys, I know some of you have gotten the free 10 minute doubt video training, um, but just wanted to put it out there again. If you haven't found it yet, I have a training on my website, a 10 minute video on three reasons you doubt your relationship. So you can get this video at mikelkristen.com forward slash doubt. And there I'll walk you through the three reasons we experience relationship doubts. And you will also have the opportunity to learn more about working with me one-on-one and getting coaching if that's something that you are interested in. All right, so onto the show. Let's talk about love at first sight. So I think this initial connection, this weight that I've noticed with my clients and talking with friends and family members that we emphasize that initial first part of a relationship, that initial meeting, comes from the concept of love at first sight, which is the idea that the first moment you lock eyes with someone, you, if they're, they're the person you're meant to be with, there's an instant and immediate connection and spark, and you're drawn to them. I think we may not all necessarily believe this instant moment of attraction and connection, but on like some level, we kind of do when we're saying, hey, there wasn't this initial, like when we first were hanging out, we just didn't click right away or we weren't just like synced and got each other instantly. So even when it's not like the first time we meet eyes, when you're looking for like a pretty quick connection and strong feelings, it kind of comes from this idea of love at first sight. And I was researching where the idea comes from. And part of the originations is actually like Greek and like different philosophers would talk about the concept of seeing someone that you just like instantly have this connection with. Um, But it also came from like Greek mythology and Roman mythology and the idea of there being like Cupid's arrows. And that when you got pricked with the arrow, you know, the person that you saw, you would fall madly in love with. So, they would call it actually, interestingly enough, uh, theomania, AKA madness from the God. That this like instant passionate love that Cupid's arrows would give was also known as madness from the gods, (laughs) which I just thought was really, really interesting. Um, 
But like, so the, they would actually use it like in stories in this mythology, the love at first sight would actually be sometimes not necessarily like a gift from the gods, but actually a kind of punishment. Like, for example, one of those stories was a man named Narcissus who was just obsessed with himself and how beautiful he was. Um, one of the gods decided to get revenge on him and basically made him fall in love with his own reflection. Um, so he was just constantly at the pool all day staring at himself. To, that was the god's way of getting revenge on him. But so I think it's kind of interesting to recognize like that is like the or origination of this like concept that we have. And now we see it like all throughout culture, our culture, right? We have songs that talk about the idea of love at first sight. We watch movies where you see that instant spark and connection between two people and you immediately know like, oh, they're gonna end up together. Um, and some of us say we believe in it, some of us say we don't, but I think on some level, it, it influences us and how we evaluate our relationship. Understandably, because it, it's so embedded in our culture about romance. So on this past season of The Bachelorette, <laughs> for those of you who are into it, and I realize some of you may not be, but I think there's like an interesting story here for us to kind of learn from a little bit. Um, so Claire Crawley was the bachelorette and she was meeting all these guys coming out of the limo. And then one of the guys, the last guy that comes out of the limo is Dale. And she like, you know, meets him, smiles. He gives her a big hug. They go inside. He goes inside. And immediately afterwards, she's like, I'm shaking. I knew it. I, I definitely feel like I just met my husband. And the host of the show, Chris Harrison, comes over and is just like, what? <laughs> and she said, every other guy I met, I felt confident. But with Dale, everything just went black. And I don't even know what I just said to him. But, you know, like I'm 39. You just know these things. Like I felt everything I've never felt before. So for those of us with relationship anxiety, watching what seems to be reality on TV <laughs> of someone experiencing love at first sight, maybe might have given you a little bit of anxiety and start questioning your experience and if you're really with the one. But interestingly enough, Claire and Dale recently broke up saying that they both wanted different things and there's obviously lots of different things out there in tabloids about why and but I think the interesting thing to know is that whatever immediate connection or spark Claire felt in that moment did not equate to them getting married and having the whole rest of their life together. And then that brings up other questions of if he was the one, now what? Now, does she not have anyone else that she can ever be with because that was the guy that love at first sight? So we hear about this instant connection. We hear stories about this immediate connection. We see it in movies and the people end up together and walk away into the sunset, but very rarely do we ever get to see the follow-up of, 
you know, 20 years down the road where the relationship is at. And here we've seen really quickly in real time this story of love at first sight ending in a breakup. So love at first sight does not guarantee a relationship's viability and a relationship's success. And many of us, I think, look to, okay, if I had this thing, this instant connection, this instant spark, then it could guarantee that for me. Then I don't have to worry about getting divorced or being cheated on or um, being miserable in my relationship because, because this instant connection that we would have would give me that guarantee and that security. But that's just our brain looking for certainty. Instant connections don't tell us anything about the future. In fact, they've actually done studies that show in some ways instant connection can actually hinder us. The love at first sight is often based off of attraction, right? Because how much can we really evaluate other aspects of a person when you're just meeting them. Psychology Today actually summarized love at first sight as a strong pull or attraction that makes someone particularly open to the possibilities of a relationship, but that it lacks the intimacy, connection, and commitment and mutual common goals of someone in love. So what we can learn from that is love at first sight is maybe more properly coined as attraction at first sight. It's more inclined to happen with someone who's really attractive and thinking, wow, they're beautiful and being open to building a relationship with them because of how much attraction you have to them. But that, where that can actually hinder us is that can create what's known as the halo effect. So the halo effect is essentially that initial meeting of someone when you think they, they're so amazing, so attractive, so wonderful, it creates like a halo around them, this glow of we become blind to the faults and flaws and incompatibilities with a person because of that initial connection and spark we don't see things about the guy. And that's what the halo effect creates for us is we're looking to confirm, oh, that initial spark and connection, this is the guy. And so we're ignoring evidence that might be otherwise. So Lori Gottlieb in her book, The Case for Settling for Mr. Good Enough, tells a story of a woman who had this initial spark with this guy that she thought just met all the things she wanted. He had this amazing career. He was charming. He was so handsome. And as they went on to date, he was just totally unavailable to her. You know, was never, always missing dates, never responding, totally unreliable, didn't treat her right. But because of that initial spark and connection, the halo, she was experiencing the halo effect. So she was overlooking all of these things pointing to this relationship is not working, this guy isn't available. And in the meantime, 
she had been de developing a friendship with one of his, the guy she was dating's roommate, because he was the one home picking up the phone whenever her boyfriend was not available. And they, they became friends over time um, and got to really know each other and have a really good connection. But she never even really considered him as a dating possibility because she was so consumed in this other guy being all these amazing, wonderful things and unable to see any of his flaws due to the halo effect. And eventually she actually did end up dating and marrying the roommate of this guy. <laughs> but she was missing out on that really possibly great relationship for a while because she was so consumed with the guy who had that initial first connection, love at first sight. Now, on the other hand, Dallin and I's story, as some of you guys may have heard from the podcast, we didn't have a love at first sight thing at all. We were just friends. Actually, he thought I was really cute, but that was the extent of it. And we just got to know each other as people. And over time, that connection formed. I started being more attracted to him. We started dating. And ultimately, obviously, you're married now. But that initial moment seeing each other, at least on my end, was just meeting another person. That connection was able to be formed over time. And that's the thing with love is, while maybe in a first moment we can feel a polar attraction to someone, love comes over time. Love is something built over really truly understanding a person, understanding their strengths, their weaknesses, their aspirations, being willing to be real and vulnerable with them, sharing common goals, being committed to each other. All of these things that it takes time to build, things that cannot happen in an instant. So a question that I think could be really useful to ask yourself is what do you believe that initial spark would give you? Like if you had that immediate love at first sight, what do you think you would get to feel now? Now that you are in a relationship, do you think that it would guarantee success? Make dating more fun now? Like, why does your brain think that you need to have that? Because the reality is that initial spark doesn't guarantee success in a relationship. There are relationships that start off as friends, that start off as disliking each other, that are successful. And there are relationships that start off as love at first sight that don't end up working out. The start of a relationship does not guarantee things turning out a certain way. So the question for you is, is it useful for you to believe that you need that initial spark? For you to believe that love at first sight and initial connection is essential? Do you really want to let go of something that is really good right now because the beginning wasn't exactly the way you thought it would go in a movie? 
And on the other hand, are you holding on to a relationship that isn't good where a guy is completely unavailable to you because there was an initial spark in the beginning? In the end, whether or not love at first sight is essential is something you get to decide. Is it useful for you to believe and look for that? If the idea of love at first sight makes you feel anxious and discouraged and stressed out, then maybe it's not so useful. Maybe it's more useful to believe that there's no right timeline for love. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. Love you all. We'll talk next week. Bye.